Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing through our study in the book of Daniel, our examination of it. And as we've already discovered, folks, this is just a sort of a surface covering of it. There's so much to be understood, so much to be gleaned. When we cover the basic facts of Daniel and you see the basic things that are occurring, we then find out that this gives us foundation to be able to understand other portions of the Scripture. So you're going to find yourself coming back to Daniel quite frequently. We're in the 8th chapter, and we've looked at the whole first uh, first 14 verses as a whole. Uh, Daniel has another vision. We then went back in the previous episode and looked at the first four verses. And so I want to start with those first four verses again and then continue. Daniel chapter 8, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Belshazzar, the king, a vision appeared to me, Daniel, subsequent to the one which appeared to me previously. I looked in the vision, and while I was looking, I was in the citadel of Susa, which is in the province of Elam. And I looked in the vision, and I myself was beside the Ulei Canal. Then I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a ram which had two horns was standing in front of the canal. Now the two horns were long, but one was longer than the other, with a longer one coming up last. I saw the ram budding westward, northward, southward, and no other beast could stand before him nor was there anyone to rescue from his power. But he did as he pleased and magnified himself. So like I said, we covered that in the previous episode, just just observing what's uh, uh, happening here. Uh, later on in this chapter, we're going to have some interpretation as to what this means. And then when you look at the balance of the scripture, you'll have even more insight into what this means. Now, continue with verse 5, Daniel speaking. While I was observing... Behold, a male goat was coming from the west. So he, he had seen this ram with the two horns, right? Now he keeps looking. Remember how he said this over and over? I kept looking. I lifted up my eyes. I kept looking. I kept looking. While I was observing, that means he's looking. He's observing, and a male goat is coming from the west over the surface of the whole earth without touching the ground. And the goat had a conspicuous horn between his eyes. So what have we learned from his observation of what he saw in this vision? He sees uh, this ram that's budding toward the west, toward the north, toward the south. And now he's seeing a male goat coming from the west. But this goat is coming over the surface of the whole earth, but he's not touching the ground. Now, he's not described as flying, okay? But he's coming over the whole earth, and he's not touching the ground. It's actually a picture, I think, of the speed and how rapidly something is doing here, okay? We're not exactly sure what it is and why it is. But we can see this goat, and the goat has a conspicuous horn between his eyes. Now, I know we've seen several things here with horns, and it's sort of hard to keep them straight, you got a male goat here with a horn between his eyes, a conspicuous horn. Okay, that means you, you can see it. 
we had the ram that had two horns. One was longer than the other, and the longer one had come up last. In the previous chapter, in a previous dream two years before, Daniel had seen a beast, a fourth beast, that had ten horns on his head. And then another horn, an eleventh horn, came up in the midst of those ten horns and then ripped three of the original horns out by the roots. So what does this mean? What what does a horn mean? Well, we've seen that the beast speaks of uh, uh, kingdoms, okay, a kingdom. Also in the interpretation of the previous dream in chapter 7, those ten horns are later described as ten kings, as ten kings. Aha, remember that? So keep that in mind. You got this goat coming from the west. It has conspicuous, which means obvious, large horn between his eyes. Now, verse 6. He, that's the goat, came up to the ram that had the two horns, which I'd seen standing in front of the canal, and rushed at him in his mighty wrath. So you see this rapidly moving goat moving over the surface of the whole earth but not touching the earth comes and he approaches this ram and he rages at him. Okay, he's furious at him. He rushes at him in his mighty wrath. Verse 7. I saw him come beside the ram and he was enraged at him. And he struck the ram and shattered his two horns and the ram had no strength to withstand him. So he hurled him to the ground and trampled on him and there was none to rescue the ram from his power. Remember, the same thing had been said of the ram in verse 4, when he was budding westward, northward, and southward, that no one could stand before him, that none of the beasts could stand before him, there was nobody to rescue him from his power. He did what he wanted to do as he pleased, and he magnified himself. Guess what? Now it's come to him. A goat has come, has hurled him to the ground, the ram, has trampled him, the ram, and there's none to rescue the ram from the power of the goat. Verse 8, then the male goat magnified himself exceedingly. We saw that the ram had done the same thing. They magnified themselves exceedingly. The idea of building up their domain exceedingly. But as soon as he was mighty, the large horn was broken, and in his place, there came up four conspicuous horns toward the four winds of heaven. Oh, my. And if you know a little bit about world history, there might be some little rays of thought coming in the back of your mind right now about what happened within that region of the world at some point in time. Okay? Because what's really being shown here is a prophesying of what was going to happen within the natural of man, what was going to be happening with nations, what was going to be happening with kingdoms. So this male goat magnified himself exceedingly, and as soon as he was mighty, his large horn was broken. I'll give you a hint, okay? Think Alexander the Great. Whoa, you say, yeah, 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 think that. And in his place, there came four conspicuous horns Toward the four winds of heaven. Verse 9. And if you know about Alexander, he died very young. Was he 32, I think? 32, 33. And when he did, he had four generals that over the next 20 years fought over his kingdom and wound up dividing the kingdom into four parts. 
in four directions, sort of like north, south, east, west. Verse 9, out of one of them, so out of one of those kingdoms, out of one of these four conspicuous horns toward the four winds of the heaven, a rather small horn came forth, which grew exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east, and toward the beautiful land. I tell you what, I'm going to stop right there because the next few verses continue talking about this horn, another horn. So the male goat has this conspicuous horn. That horn is broken in the place of that one. Four horns come forth. And out of one of those four horns, a rather small horn grows, comes forth. Another horn comes forth. So it's talking about kings. It's talking about kingdoms. It's talking about things yet to come. This one right here grows exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east, and toward the beautiful, beautiful land. What's the beautiful land? The land of the people of the Lord. We'll continue, folks. Again, thank you so much for your time. I'm Dale, and I'll see you in the next episode.